Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Sam. And this is Anuel. And this is Murderous Intention. Hey guys, so um, last week we did for Mother's Day, um, Jamie, wait, was it, no, Lacey Spears, I'm thinking about Jamie Lynn Spears, I don't know why, um, we were talking about Lacey Spears and her poisoning her son with salt, now, this week we have another mommy who did something most likely horrible, as this is Mother's Month, um, or like I call it, Mommy Dearest. Um, so I'm going to yeah. give it over to you, Anuel, so that way you can go ahead and tell us what kind of case are we in for. Okay, so um, I think I came up with this idea of, you know, it's Mother's Day, it's Mother's Month, we should come up with, you know, mothers who kill their children. Mm-hmm. And if I did it, we were in conversation about it. And no matter what it is, or who came up with the idea, I kind of regret it now. For one reason. Okay. I wish they had more information. And I know that there's articles and videos and stuff, but I can never find them. Mm-hmm. So, and the only reason I say that is because there is a podcast that has two episodes on it, part one and part two, and I'm like, how the blank did you get two hours worth of information on this case? But anyway, um, the case is the disturbance, I'm calling it the disturbing case of Diane Dapp. Um, and I'm not, I'm just going to get right into it because it's going to be short anyway, no matter what I do. You ready? Sure. Okay. So Diane Downs was born on August 7th, 1955 in Phoenix, Arizona to parents Wesley, Wesley Linden, excuse me, and Willardine. She um, she has testified that her father sexually abused her when she was 12 years old. Um, Diane graduated from Moon Valley High School in Phoenix, where she met her husband, Stephen Downs. After high school, she enrolled at Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College in Orange, California, but was expelled after one year for promiscuous behavior and returned to her parents home in Arizona. So that didn't last too long. Like, why would you go to uh, Baptist Bible College and then get kicked out for being promiscuous? promiscuous? I digress. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's just like, why, why send your troubled teen to you know, um, a Catholic schoolgirl school, right? And you expect her to become a saint. No, you're just going to mess her. Because now she's she's given the challenge of how bad can you get here? What can they do? You know? Yeah. 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 I'm just going to say yeah, because... It never gets, uh, it doesn't get better. It'll probably get worse, if anything. True. 
Um, but continuing on. On May 13, 1973, Diane married Stephen Downs after running away from home. Um, the first child, Christiane, was born in 1974. Chevrolet followed in 1976, with Stephen Danielle being born in 1979. The couple divorced in 1980 because Stephen thought Stephen Danielle, known as Danny, was the result of an extramarital affair. Of course, by Diane. On May 8, 1982, Diane gave birth to a daughter who she named Jennifer before relinquishing her parental rights. Downs was employed by the United States Postal Service, assigned to the mail routes in the city of Cottage Grove, Oregon. Um, shortly before her death, Sherilyn reportedly told a neighbor of her grandparents that she was afraid of her mother. Yeah. That sounds weird to me, but not that she was afraid of her mother, but uh, she would like openly say that, you know. Yeah. And to a neighbor of all people. Um. So now, the reason why this case was interesting to me is because. Taking aside the horrible things that happened to the children, the response from the mother, Diane Downs, uh, and how she tried to blame someone else. I'll, say, I'll leave it like that. Got me? Yeah. You understand where I'm going? No, I understand. Okay. okay. So, on May 19th, 1983, Downs shot her three children and drove them in a blood-splattered car to Mackenzie Williamette Hospital in Springfield, Oregon. Upon arrival, Cheryl, age seven, was already dead. Danny, age three, was paralyzed from the waist down. Christy, age eight, had suffered a disab um, disabling stroke. Mm-hmm. Downs herself had been shot in the left forearm. She claimed that she was carjacked on a rural road near Springfield by a strange man who shot her and the children. However, investigators and hospital workers became suspicious because they decided that Downs' manner was too calm for a person who had just experienced such a traumatic event. She also made a number of statements that both police and hospital workers considered highly inappropriate. So, my question is, if you mm -hmm. were shocked yeah. by a suspicious man on a rural road, and speaking from experience, as far as I've never been shot, but if it was to happen to me, mm -hmm. The last thing I will be is calm. Oh, I'll be hysterical. Right. Because I'm like, you know, I was almost killed. My kids were.
mental health issues that, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, schizophrenia, whatever. Um, I just don't remember it correctly at this moment, so that's why I'm just not trying to pinpoint. But that will give you, that will kind of, it's never a good thing for you to kill your children and me. Oh, you know, we understand. But there are also points where she has so much mental issues and mental problems that she couldn't be with herself, so she, you know, got rid of the, you know, but for a freaking man of all things, like, oh, I want to be with him, and he don't want children, so let me get rid of him. I don't understand that. That kind of aggravates the shit out of me, but anyway. So, anyway, God was convicted on all charges on June 17, 1984. And sent to life in prison plus 15 years. She was required to serve 25 years before being considered for parole, which I don't understand. Uh, her daughter didn't have a possibility of living, so why should she have a possibility of parole? Just saying. Um, most of the sentence is to be um, served consecutively, of course. The judge made it clear that he did not intend for Downs to ever be free again. Uh, if you... If you made it clear that your intent was for her to never, to ever be free again, you would put um, life in prison, prison without the possibility of parole. Sure. Because... Um, giving the possibility of parole gives her a chance at being free. Um, so, anyway, psychiatrist diagnosed her with narcissistic, hysterenic, and antisocial personality disorders, labeling her, label, uh, labeling her as a deviant psychopath. suffering all this like what was the point you know there's always yeah. alternatives to things you know for sure I, I mean and, and again I go back to it to the thing like as much as no one understands why you kill a child but when you have big mental health issues she, she kind of did, she was a deviant psychopath, but it wasn't because, listen, I can't take care of myself, I couldn't take care of them, so I decided to kill them. Her reasoning was, like, off, like, because I don't want to be with this man. That apparently, by the way, did not want nothing to do with her. He, kept, he, 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 um, he told the police that he was, um, she was um, stalking him and all that. He was so happy that she moved to Oregon just because he, she was so far away from him. That the time that at the moment that she he moved back to Oregon, he was able to reconcile with his wife. So there was no shot at, at getting him back, whether she killed her children or not. Just saying. <laughs> so, um. Now, two children, uh, two surviving children, excuse me, eventually went to live with the lead prosecutor on the case. Now, when I read this, I'm like, huh? Um, you're trying to tell me that she had no parents or relatives that could have taken those kids? But, um, Fred Huey? He and his wife, Joanne, adopted them in 1986. Prior 
led to arrest. Now became pregnant with a fourth child and gave birth to a girl, whom she named Amy Elizabeth. It was a month after her child, our 1984 child. Ten days before down sentencing, um, Amy was seized by the state of Oregon and adopted by Chris and Jackie.
Now it is traveled to the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. She's close to Nana. While the present she has an associate's degree in general studies. In 2010, she relocated to the Valley State Prison of Women in Chowchilla, California. But was transferred out when the facility was converted to an all-male institute in 2013. Released or died in prison. 
So, what I gather from that is, 2009, issue denied, two years later, denied, two years later, every two years after that. Yeah. Okay. So, her first application for parole in 2008, Dallas reaffirmed her innocence. See what I'm saying? So, she has no remorse to it. She has no remorse. So I can't even give it like, okay, at least she remorse when she's reflecting on what happened and what she did. And then, of course, you got time, you got time to come go get a degree. You know, like, you, what else you going to do? Um, so, anyway, that was real fun, that innocence. That was the sister, over the years, I have told you and the rest of the world that a man shot me and my children. I have never changed my story. Our first parole hearing was on December 9, 2008. Lane County District Attorney Douglas Outgrove wrote to the parole board. Downs continues to fail to demonstrate any honest insight into her criminal behavior. Even after her conviction, she continues to fabricate new versions of events under which the crimes occurred, he said. Uh, he also wrote that she um, alternatively, she alternatively refers to her assailant as a bushy-haired stranger, two men wearing ski masks, or drug dealers, and corrupt law enforcement officials. So let me. So she she took the whole. She's not picking one person. She's like a bushy-haired stranger, two men in ski mask, or just dealers and corrupt law enforcement. Like she went all over the place. Oh, Sorry's a lie. Anyway, everybody knew it. So it's like, why are you keeping up with the lie? Just. If you want to get out, just be honest. Be like, yes, I did it, you know. I had time to think about my crime, and I realized I, I'm sorry that I did this. I, I like, she didn't even say, listen, I wasn't in the right state of mind, you know. I was fueled with lust and not taking, not seeking, you know, uh, mental help. You know, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. I say that anything is... Anything she would have said, besides what she said, would have been a lot better. Because... You, you could, you could, um... Claim your innocence and serve all the years in jail and die in jail instead of trying to what first let's let's I'm gonna take the word trying out. Be remorseful for what you did. You killed one of your children, you almost disabled the other two. Um and you you haven't even like said on like Words, I'm sorry, has never come out your mouth. And that's where it's been like, saying, Chick, what the heck, you know? Yeah. So, um, Don's participated in the hearing from the Valley State Prison for Women. She was not permitted a statement, but answered questions from, from the parole board. After three hours of interviews and 30 minutes of deliberation, she was denied parole. Well, yeah, if you're not remorseful, you're not going to get parole. Right? Come on. Um, Dallas faced a second parole hearing on December 10, 2010, and was denied. Her next parole hearing scheduled in 2010, in, in 2010, except for 2021, however, it was denied. So, last year, her parole was denied again. So, that means that she probably will not get another parole hearing 2023, maybe, yeah. or maybe later on this year, something like that. I think it's 2023. 
Diane Downs, first child, would testify that her child suffered from a speech handicap. She has a son born in 2005 and a daughter who she named Cheryl in memory of a lay sister. Um, that is my case on Elizabeth Diane Downs. And, um, what was I going to say? I hate it. I hate the fact, I, this is my quick take on it. I hate the fact that she never, she was never remorseful for what she did. Um, and if you're going to be, and if you're going to try to do a crime like that and put it off with somebody, she did a horrible job at that. True. Because if it was somebody else, why aren't in there public rules on the outside of the like, like there was no there was no showcase on the inside of the car according to police. If I remember correctly. Like I don't I don't understand you know, like and then she said that she into the hospital and there was people outside at the time and they said that she was doing three to five miles an hour yeah she just wanted to make it seem like she was like the doing the best that she could as a mom I'm sorry but if you can choose your lust over motherhood, I think there's something wrong with you. Because I understand wanting as a single mom, you know, moments to where you can be not just considered a mom, you know. But I would never give up my kids in any type of form. So that way I can try to get a guy who doesn't want you, you know? Yeah. He realized, oh shoot, I banged you and now you, you, you're following me, you, you're, you're, you're stalking me, you know? Children, the last place that will be satisfying should be your heart. 
just saying. Just saying, right? If you want to fabricate something like that, make it make sense, people. Make it make sense. So. And stick to your story. Correct. That's her other problem. She couldn't even stick to the best story that she said at the beginning. Black. Um, 
the market with an AR-15 and started shooting people. What the fudge? He killed 10 and wounded 2. Like, what was the motivation, though? Um, supposedly, from what I heard, he had a manifesto, a 180-page manifesto, of how he, you know, like, what he wanted to do and how he did it, and what was his motives. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, there's 180 pages. I did not read that in 20 minutes before the podcast. So I cannot tell you exactly what his motivation was. But um, they did say from different, and this is from different sources, I don't like to call anybody any names without checking it with more than one source. But they called him a um, white supremacist mm-hmm. and an anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. And I may be saying that word wrong, but the meaning of it, because I didn't know what it was, was people were suppressing the hate or the hate um, Jewish people. So, which really white supremacists, that's, that's what their whole thing is about. Um, because one of the things that he did, because he was captured, he was captured, he did not kill himself, as I would have suspected, because most cowards that do this usually kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, he said something about, to the effect of, there aren't enough white people, black people are taking over, um, the mixing of races is a problem for him. And again, I didn't read everything, I just want to bring it to life, you know, like, yeah, it just happened yesterday, so, um, and then my last thing on it is, the last shootings that we have done on this podcast have been a top, um, what's it called, listen to podcasts, which kind of creeps me out a little bit, because I'm trying to figure out if people are doing it for research reasons, or something more devious. I'll leave it at that. Well, hopefully it's because they're, you know, they're like, well, what does all these have in common? You know, what is, what should we be looking out for that can lead people? So I think, I'm hoping, hoping that's what it's for. Right. And that's what our content is solely for, is just for information. Some things you guys can just say, okay, you know. Because we're, we're definitely not investigators. We're people that like true crime and have always, um, you know, that's, that's something that I say like this. I watch true crime. I read crime books. Mm-hmm. Um, I am writing crime, um, fictional crime books. Um, so it's something that we both love, and that's why we, we are in, why you're hearing us now, is because the love of true crime and that's why, you know, so that's the big, you know, we're, we're not investigators at all, we just love to hear a good true crime case and hopefully we can give you our spin on it and what we think and, uh, yeah, that's why we do what we do every week, so. Yes. But I think with that, I want to bring that, that up since it was so close to us, Buffalo is only a couple hours from where we are now, 